literary fans and welcome to episode 62 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 15 of Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to write in to me, you can go on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and right there, there are three simple ways you can get in touch with me and tell me how bad these books are. And while you're there, why not consider buying a prequel to this book? That's right, you can get um, Offworlder, or you can get Bringing Balance, or both. Wouldn't that be fun? And if you want to have some fun with it, uh, you can send me an email, and you can mail me the books, and I'll sign them. Wouldn't that be exciting? Free of charge. I mean, other than you have to pay to ship them. I'm not covering that crap. And don't ask me. I don't have any copies of this for sale. Yeah. Yeah, so how's everybody out there doing, huh? I was thinking after last week's episode, I feel like maybe the podcast is a little dull, a little mechanical lately. I don't have a fix for it. I just feel like that might be how it is, you know? Uh, it's a little hard because I'm, you know, we're all trapped at home, hopefully. You're not one of those fucking douchebags drinking on a sidewalk patio with 75 other people, I hope. I actually did go outside, what, Friday? Yes. Laura took me out. For my birthday, uh, we went out for some wine. So we went to a winery. They said they only had six tables, and they were all spaced. And when we got there, they certainly were. And Laura and I killed a beautiful bottle of a Cabernet Sauvignon, whose grapes certainly couldn't have been from Ohio, but they were good. It was very good wine, very nice. Oh, we had this, like, flatbread with cheese all over it. Oh, that was nice. That was a nice night. Yeah. Yeah, and then we celebrated my birthday Saturday, yeah, because I had a lot of good stuff. It was fun times, fun times, but delightful, delightful time, uh, and we came home, what, Saturday? She gave me my gifts, no, was it Friday? It was Friday. She gave me half my gifts, Saturday. Oh my God, so they have uh, this, all right, this is pretty easy to explain, okay, so, uh, you know when you're in the ballpark and there's a guy screaming cold beer here or whatever, you know what I mean? Okay, so, you know, there's one of the helpers or one of the workers at the Cleveland Indians ballpark, right? Whose name, I'm not saying the real name, we're not, you know, they didn't pay me to say their name. But, uh, you know, he yells, you know, cold beer here. Yeah, great, great stuff. Okay, so during these uh, troubled times, what Laura did was she ordered uh, 20 beers from the Jolly Scholar. So that's a bar and brewery now that's on Case's campus, Case Western Reserve University in the Twing Center. Yes, that we go to. We go there like before we go to the orchestra pretty regularly. So we'll be all dolled up to go to the orchestra. <laughs> Just go to a bar. <laughs> it's it's pretty good times. So um, yes, so we, she ordered me 20 beers, and so the gimmick here is they get delivered by that guy. So he showed up at the house, they got the beer out of the back of the truck, and he started yelling that I had, he's got my cold beer here for my birthday. It was so loud, and it was great. It was phenomenal. What a gift. Yes, I love it. And now my beer is chock full of delicious, delicious cans of Jolly Scholar beer. All 16 ounces, too. So this is going to be a messy month, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to just limit myself to one a day. But the one I started with was um, an Imperial IPA 
called Self-Ignition. Oh, delicious. As soon as I poured the 16-ounce beer, I realized it was 9.7% alcohol. So, yeah, that's not what I'm going to get if I'm driving somewhere, I think. So I told Laura if we... Next time we go to the Jolly Scholar, which, you know, maybe in two years it'll be allowed, uh, I'll get that, but it has to be before the orchestra and not after. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. And, you know, if the weather improves enough, maybe we can do an episode outside. Wouldn't that be fun? Live from my patio? I like that. Yes. So, anyway, why don't we start talking about what we all came here to talk about here we all came here to hear. Oh, God, none of this works. Okay, today we are reading chapter 15 of Homecoming. This one clocks in at 126 lines. Um, We're going to get introduced to a character with a stupid name, and it is pretty stupid, and I do not remember anything about it. So we're going to see how this goes. (laughs) Um, I didn't remember the name at all. I just saw it while I was paging through trying to see what I should say about this chapter. And now I'm embarrassed. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, This chapter does seem like it might be okay other than that name. So we just got to wing it and see what happens, right? I don't know. I guess uh, not too much else to say about this chapter because I didn't look at it and I don't remember it and blah, blah, blah. So why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 15. So for today's episode, I am sipping on an ice cold glass of Wild Turkey 101 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and it is good. Mm. I actually poured this for myself like an hour ago with two ice cubes, but then I went up and took a shower. So it just sat down here and got more delicious. You know what I mean? It's a little foggy though. I think that happens with bourbon when it gets, you know, into contact with the air, maybe. I don't know. I don't know any details of this. Ah, as promised though, 101 today. Yeah. We've actually been watching a lot of the uh, show Trailer Park Boys during this. Just, you know, flipping around, finding things to watch. God, I can't. It's so funny watching, uh, Julian just drive around with a a glass of, I think he's doing Jack and Coke, but whatever. I'm holding a glass currently that looks just like his. Very silly. All right, let's get cooking here. All right. Do, do, do. Got to bring up the file. Got to get to the start of the chapter. Oh, this is so exciting. Okay, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Chapter 15. Sir Andreth, we thank you for your hospitality and understanding, Margot said. We are, and we're sorry about your wife, of course. We'll continue trying to figure out what happened. Of course, the tall man replied without emotion. I hope this won't derail any, quote, peace with the king. I don't see how it could, Margot said. Good day, sir. She bowed her head and walked to join the other two waiting by Leonid's carriage. Where will you all be heading? the tall man called after. Almost certainly back to Grisfold, Leonid called, once we hire a driver, of course. The three climbed back on top of the carriage. I think it's supposed to be of. Leonid with the reins, and they headed out from the manor property. On the streets, Leonid led the carriage down the same streets that they had traveled the previous evening, entering the city. Ah, so boring. When they approached the inn that had housed Margot and Henry that night, Henry asked Leonid to stop. It was just after lunchtime, and the crowd inside was starting to slowly dissipate. 
After having a stable boy lead the carriage away, the trio entered the inn. Walking to the bar, Margot asked the barkeep, <laughs> Excuse me, do you know where we might be able to hire a driver for a carriage? Mm. Sorry, I'm having a little bit of a, uh, a little uh, tasty taste here. A look of familiarity crossed his face, and he responded, I think so, my lady. Were you looking just for local or to escort you outside of Darkford? Outside, and we'd prefer someone experienced. We were attacked coming here, and our driver fled. I'd rather that didn't happen again, she explained. Attacked, he said, genuinely surprised. I just want to point out there's a lot of, like, blank lines right here, so we're going to do two more sips. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't know why that's happening. All right. Uh, attacked, he said, genuinely surprised. A group of men, all in black with some sort of fire weapon, surprised us on the King's, the King's Way last evening, just after dawn. We were able to fend them off, she said. The man's face turned grim. Magic weapons, you say? All in black? Margot nodded, and he continued. There's been some talk of that lately in the bar. People have seen them, but never on the King's Way. Traveling north, though... Towards the Badlands, people have seen them. Ooh! Really, Margot responded, surprised. The man nodded and continued. Some say they've uncovered an old magic in those mountains. <laughs> I feel like that could be like a Kenny Rogers song. <laughs> old magic in those mountains. Um, and they're responsible for the disappearances we think so, too, of course, she reposted, says responded, but whatever. Sighing, she said, could you find us a driver? In the meantime, of, in the meantime, us three will need some lunch and ale, of course. In a jiff, my lady, he said, and walked back towards the kitchens. She turned to find that Leonid and Henry had sat down at a low table, waiting and bored. She rushed over and sat down next to Henry. After recounting the conversation, she asked, What should we do? Ooh. Head for the Badlands, Henry suggested. No, that would be foolhardy, I suspect. Foolhardy. Big word. We should head in that direction, though, Leonid said. Margot started to frown. What did you have in mind? We should probably head for Twilight Crossing first, don't you think? We can ask some questions there before heading into the desolation of the Badlands. Your family used to mine some mountains in the Badlands, correct? Okay, that's news to me. Margot could feel the discomfort in her rising at the suggestion. My family historically did that, yes. We should be able to find help, or a guide, or something, Leonid said, smiling. Margot was annoyed that he wasn't reading her facial expressions. Bloop, 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 bloop. That makes sense to me, Henry suggested as drinks and food arrived. Margot understood the logic, but she had wanted to avoid her family's home at all costs. She had been thankful only her father was in Grisfold, but now ran the risk of running into her mother or siblings, woo, all of who made her skin crawl. 
Wow, that's a separate sentence. All of who made her skin crawl is a sentence. She had high-definition difficulty trying to finish a lunch. An exceptionally short squat man approached the table as Henry and Leonid were finishing their meals. What, did Margot not... Oh, she was having trouble trying to... <laughs> Sorry, wasn't paying attention to my book. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Standing at the table, he was a bit shorter than Margot while she was sitting. He wore what Margot could identify as practical traveling gear, include, including well-worn boots, a leather vest covered in pockets, because apparently he was going fishing later, and riding gloves clipped to his belt. Hello, my lady. I understand you may be in need of a driver, he said. I am, Margot responded. My name is Margot, and my traveling companions are Leonid and Henry, she gestured accordingly. Hello, Henry said, waving. I am Benbo, <laughs> an experienced driver, and I'm available with the right terms. I charge one king's head a day plus expenses. All right, that's okay. Have we had money in these books before? I, I don't know. Okay. Plus expenses. I don't sleep in the dirt. And I don't sleep in the dirt, he said gruffly. Margot smiled. She couldn't sensibly work out why, but she liked the small man. That sounds reasonable. I should point out that we've recently had trouble and we expect more. I've seen most trouble, he said confidently. After a pause, he cleared his throat, asking, <clears throat> What kind of trouble? Margot feared she might be losing him, but she didn't want to lie to the short man that, ar that she already liked. We've been attacked, a magic attack, by some men in black. We suspect it may occur again. Ah, yes, people have spoken about them, he said, rocking back on his heels. And you fended them off? We did, Margot replied. Henry is a warrior mage, and Leonid is an alchemist with some tricks in his trunk. Wow, tricks in his trunk, huh? <laughs> That sounds like the worst pickup line ever. I got some tricks in my trunk. <laughs> but I guess you'd say trunks, right? You'd pluralize. Okay. Very good, he said, smiling. Where are you off to, and what's your business? I don't want any part in questionable things. We are headed to Twilight Crossing, and we are on the king's business, Margot said. The man's eyebrows went up. What does the king want in Twilight Crossing? The Lafleurs are no fans of the king. A piece, nothing more, Margot said evenly. Very well, when are we leaving? Benbow asked. Ten minutes, Leonid said. The stable boy has my carriage. It has the Zinth seal on the doors. Humph, Benbow said, and Margot feared she had lost him. But he continued. I shall see to it. Meet me out front when you're prepared. Ooh, real drinking break. <laughs> mm. That's good. Mm, yeah. Even watered down. I feel like um, the 101, the, the wild turkey, sometimes has almost like a grass flavor to it. Not in a bad way. More like a, you know, fresh vegetable kind of taste. It's good. Mm. You should all drink lots of this unless you're underage. Then don't. Okay. Ten minutes later, the trio was outside as the carriage rolled to a stop in front of the inn. Benbow seated on top. What do you guys think of that name, huh? How's that working for you? Well, we'll talk about it later. 
Henry could see that Margot trusted him, and he had a hunch she was correct. That was a lot of pronouns. All right. While the other two climbed into the carriage interior, Henry called, Benbo, a word before we go, if you don't mind. Of course not, sir, Benbo said. Securing the re-eggs, it's reins, but whatever, he clambered down the side of the carriage and stood staring up at Henry. How can I help, sir? Let's start by just calling me Henry. I don't have a title. What I really wanted to ask, though, was that you take us out of the city to the Kingsway first. The Kingsway? That's more than a minor detour. Yes, but we told someone we might be heading that direction, and I would like him to think we are until we've cleared the outskirts of Darkford. Would you be able to get to Twilight Crossing from Darkford outskirts? Benbo was silent and thought for a moment. Finally, he said, No, sir. I mean, Henry. Henry looked at him with, in a questioning manner. I guess that's manner? All right. I mean to say that it would be better if we traveled south for a bit longer until we reached the northern pike. It would be far safer than trying to navigate the hills and rocks surrounding this place. We would need to stop another night, though, along the pike. Henry nodded. That sounds Super Nintendo Entertainment Systemable, right? Sinessible? Yeah. So I defer to you. I think we're ready. I'll let the others know. That's it. I'll let the others know. <laughs> Benbo climbed back onto the driver's bench of the carriage. Henry climbed inside to join the others. Okay, I read that wrong. As Benbo climbed back onto the driver's bench of the carriage, Henry climbed inside to join the others. We're traveling south first to at least perpetuate our assertion. Big words that we're headed to Griswold, but Benbow suggested we travel back to the Northern Pike and head west from there. That could add a day, Leonid exclaimed. Probably, but I think it's the right thing to do, Henry said. Margot? The longer I get to delay seeing my mother, the better, she said. Ooh, burn! And that ends chapter 15! So what did you guys think of that chapter, huh? It was, as I, one of my notes was, it seems okay. And I think it was okay. We got to meet a new character. But again, another very short chapter. Like, these episodes are zipping by because there's so many fucking short little crap chapters. But, anyway, it's hard to, like, make the episode a half hour when I only read for, like, 12 minutes. (laughs) So... We got to meet our new driver, and his name is Benbo. <laughs> I feel like reading it again that I'm probably going to get sued because it sounds a little close to Bilbo and it's a fantasy novel, blah, blah, blah. Or, um, what were we? We were watching the movie UHF last night with Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. And, um, what is it? Uh, how could I forget, forget it? Noodles Macintosh? is the cameraman for Fran Drescher in that movie, Noodles. And um, he was apparently like the little short wizard in the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, I I feel like that's who I'm describing, like some grumpy short man. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm not sure. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I know what I'm talking about, and I guess that's fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, Benbo, I don't know. I don't like the name too much, but I don't like any of the names in this book, really. So, I th- I mean, I think I had, what, Margo was pretty good, because it's spelled with an X, if you guys haven't seen the book yet. But other than that, the rest of them are kind of, well, they suck. They just suck. That's all there is to it. Anyway, why don't we do some discussion questions? We'll make this a short chapter, because I'm doing this on like a... It's real late on a Sunday, somehow. I think it was because I mowed the lawn today. Didn't plan on that for today as an activity, but eh, what are you going to do? Now it's pouring out, and uh, blah, blah, blah. I talked to my sister on the phone for a while, Ooh, which kind of is like uh, adjacent to question one. Here we go. Um, so Margot, while they're at dinner, starts getting real worried about having to see her uh, parents or mother or family, whatever. Okay, question one. Do you have anxiety when you go to see your parents? I'm going to say, personally, no. No, I don't. And it, well, what I want to say here, I'm not, like, anxious about seeing that. That's fine. I I don't, yeah, that's great. I like my parents, so it works out nice. (laughs) But, like, I get worried that I'm going to, you know, that Laura's not going to have a good time or, you know, because we're usually going to, we're going to Massachusetts to visit them. It's for, like, you know, four or five days, so... You know, I'm like, oh, she's going to have to live with, you know, people that she did not grow up with. I did. <laughs> so, so, you know, I get worried about that. But she always says, no, no, it's great. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm good. But I'm like, all right. All right. So, so do you get anxiety going to see your parents? Like I've had friends who don't want to see their parents, which I just don't get. But eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, right in. Tell me. And if you do have anxiety about that, let me know why. That's weird. All right, question two. Okay, so they were going to take, instead of the Kingsway, they were going to take the Northern Pike. All right, question two. Do other people use the term pike? Like, does anybody else say that? So I put it in here because I grew up, as I said, in Massachusetts. So we would always take the Mass Pike places. It was the Massachusetts Turnpike or the Pike, just the Pike. Is that word used anywhere else? Do people refer to, like, turnpikes as the Pike? I don't know. I'm confused. Like the the one, the other one I take a lot is obviously the New York State Thruway. So that has no turnpike in it. So you wouldn't call it the pike, right? I don't know. I feel like I'm worried that's a Massachusetts word referring to a road as a pike. Let me know. It seems it seems fun. Yeah, that could be like a regional thing. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. And you know what? I did not write down a third question. I couldn't think anything good. Um, okay, I did talk about going to have, like, uh, we had a fun, like, birthday this weekend. So, um, what, okay, question three. For my birthday, we mix it up on the cake, and I have peanut butter frosting on my cake. What is your favorite type, flavor, whatever, of frosting? Describe it to me. That's what I want to hear. I do like the butter creams. This peanut butter frosting, you replace the butter with peanut butter. I think it's pretty stellar. It seems a lot damper because it doesn't like solidify at room temperature as easily as butter, but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So write in with your favorite frosting. I better write that in case somebody does. Nobody will, though. I don't get anything anymore. All right. But uh, those are our discussion questions for today. I think those are fun, right? Um... Yeah, so I don't have anything left to do today specifically. I think Laura might have poured herself a glass of wine. So I'll probably go up there and join her. I don't know if in wine or beer or whiskey. We're going to have to see. 
Uh, so we're gonna have a nice fun evening, or yeah, it'll be it's evening, I guess, isn't it? Oh my God, it's five thirty, and it is pouring outside, so there's nothing to do with yard work. All I'm gonna do is relax. I gotta hit the paper though. I haven't read the paper yet. I gotta get through that. I got uh, what, like two hundred and fifty pages of the Times to get through before the end of the day, because a whole brand new newspaper shows up tomorrow. So that about does it. So until next time, keep on reading. Mm-hmm.